Come and reminisce with us. This is 90s Till Infinity. It's Gav here from the guy who brought you BRL. 90s Till Infinity walks you down the road of the best decade ever, the 90s. Catch 90s Till Infinity on Mixcloud or a radio station near you or find us at 90s Till Show on Facebook and Instagram. Coastal Field, 90s Till Infinity. Keeping it retro. Reminisce with us. It is Beats, Rhymes and Life. And now joining us on the phone... Or the zoo, probably the zoo would be a better way to put it. <laughs> is uh, we got Losty joining us on the program now. For the for those that are, might not be entirely uh, familiar with yourself, um, it, but introduce yourself because you've been around for a minute. But uh, there may be some people who are not entirely aware of your uh, back catalogue and uh, how long you've been around in the scene. Yeah, so my name's Losty. I'm from Sydney. Um, I've been rapping since like 1997, a uh, long time. And um, yeah, I started in bands. That was the first thing I started in. I've, I kind of, there was no producers or very little producers in Sydney at the time. Mm-hmm. So I started with a, like a rock rap band before rock rap was like kind of a thing. And then it became a thing. And then those bands kind of got a bit of a boost. Um and yeah, I'm doing hip hop. Uh, one, one of the first people I ever rapped with was Forte. Um, I actually taught him how to freestyle, which is pretty funny. He used to live two streets away from me. Um, right. And he was like, a, yeah, he was a young kid. We were like the only kind of rappers in the area. And we lived, we come from a place in Western Sydney called Prospect Blacktown. Um, and yeah, there was just no one around. So we kind of, you know, other friends suggested we rap together. And we, he used to download instrumentals. Uh, on a Wi-Fi setup, and bring them over on burn CDs, and we put a karaoke thing in my um, stereo with a crappy mic and record tapes, um, and then it just makes me reminisce of uh, being. Uh, I'm not a rapper. <laughs> yeah, I had, I had maybe one or two cracks at it. People yeah, yeah. In, in show history have heard those uh, cracks at it. It was not good. <laughs> Having listened uh, no, to it again, no one's good with that song. Come on, it's very rare. Oh, um, uh, yeah. Look, uh, there's a there's there's a track out there called uh, "Bad Apples." Um, and yeah. <laughs> look, hey, I, you're you, on there. You're, that's you. You're on there. That, that was that was me. And uh, and uh, God, what did we sample? Um, I, I literally grabbed a loop from an Alice Cooper song, and. Um, just this guitar riff and it's i wish that somebody would actually use that riff again because it's dope but <laughs> it's yeah, just yeah, like it's, it's a good little riff but uh, i realized how off time i was i'm like i'm not nards i can i can't get away with that so <laughs> did you um, write yeah. the rap before you had the beat is that is that why or did, was, was it just because oh, no, I, I just don't have rhythm <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, neither do I. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't think I still don't have rhythm most most of the time. But um, yeah, like yeah, when I started, I was I was terrible. Um, then just grinded it out, and um, yeah, then uh, 
what year was it? Like year two thousand or something like that. When I was, I just turned eighteen, and um, that would be ninety nine. Yeah, I I started I started doing. Uh, I got a chance to do raves, and then I did them, and then that was this whole alternate universe that kind of opened up for me, and I started doing them. And I had like I've been to a couple of raves, but I never really knew much about them. And all of a sudden, I was there. I was hosting him. I was rapping with the DJs, trying to rap. Aussie hip hop lyrics over fucking rave music, which was definitely a, a rhythm challenge as well. And oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, like so, I've to, to put it in a nutshell, I've been rapping a long time, and I've done a lot of different genres and different things. And um, you know, I've been part of bands, I've been part of duos, I've done solo stuff, uh, worked the, the rave and the dance music stuff. Is surprisingly twenty years later, like twenty three years later, still going bigger than ever. Um, there yeah, are man, very was, popular groups who r- rhyme over dance beeps now. Like that, that's a very yeah. Western Sydney thing to do now. <laughs> it, well, yeah, it was funny because when I was do- when I was doing it years ago, like it was so weird. And then, yeah, it's it's great to see it's very accepted now, and it's kind of the norm, which is fucking awesome. And hmm. I actually attribute a lot of that to Cursor though, because when Cursor's album came yes. out. I think everyone expected it to be like real battle bars because he was battling 60 and doing all that. Mm. So even me, like I, I remember I heard it and I rang for it and I was like, how come there's all this race stuff on there? This is this is really weird. And he's like, nah, that's what he likes. So I'm like, okay, fuck. Mm. You know, this is like maybe things are changing. And if you look at that, like that really, I think it paved the way for a lot of sound that you hear now as well. Yeah. Uh, the that dude is so important to a significant part of the Australian hip hop sound now. Like, uh, yeah, when it when it came out, there were a, a fair bit of detractors. Look, it's it's never been my personal cup of tea, but I respect shit out of it. It's uh, it's yeah. it's created something. He created a, a, a subgenre essentially. So. And, I, and, I just hosted his Sydney show, man. I was there. Like, it yeah. was fucking magic. Like, it's it's phenomenal what he's done, especially because, like, everyone has worked against him too. Like, I've seen it with Triple J working against mm. him. I've I've tried to personally, like, he, me and him are friends, and mm. he's helped me a lot with stuff. Like, and I've tried to return the favour. So I've tried, um, I, can t- I can give you an exclusive if you want. Sure. I was doing a yeah, I was doing a pilot for Channel V. And oh, I made wow. This was years ago, right? And it was yeah. like, and I said to him, you've got to do long-form interviews um, because this is the future. And they didn't get it, right? I had one, one. I won't say who because I don't want to throw that person under the bus. I had one person in there really gunning for me and helping. Yeah. And um, she believed. But everyone, I, I guess the rest of them didn't get it. And I have a I have an exclusive interview with Cursor that's an hour long. That's from like 2016, 17, something like that, mm-hmm. that I shot. And I've got one with P Money, right? Oh, wow. Well, there's all these stories that no one's heard, right? And I put it to them and they didn't want it. Like literally a video podcast versions of these things, they didn't want it. Um, and look, years later now, like we're doing a podcast right now. Like podcasts are the fucking thing. But I've seen, yeah, I've seen, I've tried to get him on festivals. They told me, nah, it's going to cause trouble. Like, I've, I've seen it myself. I've personally went into bat for Cursor and seen the pushback. And like, I've literally invited pro- promoters to his shows and gone, 
come and have a look for yourself. And they've seen it. They've seen it. there's not trouble. And they've seen that it's not just a bunch of dudes. It's like there's heaps of girls, there's heaps of guys, all like having a mad time, but still people kind of work against him. And the fact that he's pushed through all of that and become bigger than ever, like he hasn't shrunk in size. He's literally selling out these shows on his on his tour at the moment. Yeah. Um, he's phenomenal. And he's helped all of us. Like Scott's helped. He's helped me. He's helped Ford. He's helped Rops. He's helped Curvy. He's helped... I, like, I could just keep naming Western Sydney rappers on two hands, then, then I need my toes and the rest to keep yeah. going to name all the people he's helped. So. It's a uh, yeah. fucking legend. Absolutely. Uh, it's uh, from uh, the far outside looking in uh, Perth, Western Australia, where, you know, we've kind of, we, we've always had our own thing over here. It's actually, I was thinking about it today. It's actually been really 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 quiet this year out of perth western australia completely um is your is your oh by the way uh sorry oh yeah go sorry yeah oh sorry just the internet connection was unstable for a second and then came back so that's how come i paused it's all good um the yeah it it's um it's been a quiet year in perth western australia um you know day of recording um cogs has dropped a record it's uh actually listened to it first thing this morning before i listened to your record and uh yeah it's that it's pretty much right out in front for best album we've put out this year but pop I, I can't think of maybe three more full-length records that come out of perth this year it's really really quiet i feel like you guys are recording over there though i like complete recording i feel like yes. he's gonna drop you know, and drafts kind of always making music. You know, you, he's mm. a bit he's a bit quieter on the socials. Though you see him, and you'll see him in the studio. You'll see him kind of doing stuff, but you can't. Really, you know, we don't really know when he's doing it. But I yeah. feel like the I feel like people are in the lab over there. This year. Like, um, I get along with all the Perth guys pretty good. Like, we've always had good relations with them, and um, and that's because of Omac. Like, Omac's definitely the glue that. Well, we met and back go back to Gersa, like we met Omac at a curse show in Melbourne yes. and linked up with him and yeah, like, you know Yeah, yeah. That's how I met Shelly. I met um Complete. Complete came along to uh, when I opened for um Seb Century in Perth. Oh in, wow. Uh, Mandra. And he just came along like I, yeah, he just came along and jumped up with me in Soul Option and then he jumped up with me in Seth later as well. So it was like <laughs> and like, you know, like um but yeah, we've, we've got We've done records with Complete, with OMAC, with Dexter, like so yeah, but I, I get along with all those guys, like they're 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 legends and draft as well, like a bit of a leaf. Like they've been really, really good to us. Um putting you know, me and Big Red Cap on their shows with them and we've you know, mm. we, Draft Draft was one of the first Aussie hip hop people that I got starstruck when I met. Like when I met Draft, I, I dropped my nuts. Like I just was like because <laughs> yeah. like I'm a fucking fan of him, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he, He's like a master craftsman, you know. Like he's a, I call, I call him um, a fucking wizard. I'm mm. like, you, you're a wizard, man. Like you're just on another, you're doing a different kind of magic, you know. Like he's just, even when he's on stage, he's just got this, this fucking strut and this, this lightweight energy where it looks so effortless, and he's, he's just in the zone, and yeah. But on top of that, he's just such a nice fucking guy. Like mm. so, that and that's what stands out to me. Like doing music so long is when you meet someone who's really fucking good at it, really successful and all that, and they're a good person. Like, that's just a full circle 10 out of 10 for me when I meet those type of people. So, yeah. Yeah. 
it is it is good when uh, you meet somebody and they don't suck you know someone you've uh, enjoyed for the entire time and outside of well basically most of australian hip hop blokes are pretty cool to be honest like well, yeah, yeah. the the guys who actually you know the 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 performers the people who make it and that kind of thing most, it pretty much to a person i'm like i've never really met anybody and gone well, that was a bit rough. <laughs> I've never had that with any guest on on this show uh, from Australia at all, and it, I think probably the only time I was I felt disinterest was like uh, I think Royce the Five Nine when when I had a chat to him. Uh, I think I called him all a bad day. I was just like, oh great, some other clown from Australia. I've never heard of this show. Blah blah. blah. Let's just get this done. <laughs> I could feel that in his wow. voice. I'm like, okay, let's just push through. Because I was like, yeah, I got Royce the Five Nine. Speaking of Oz Hip Hop, I interviewed Royce the Five Nine on OzHipHop.com on a written interview. I said, yeah. like, they had a competition to submit questions, and I got to do that. So it's funny we both we both interviewed him. But yeah. um, I think I think Royce, like, maybe as well. Like I'm a really big Royce fan. Like I've met Royce, and I'm I'm big, big fucking Royce fan. And um, you got to remember, like I don't know when you interviewed him, but he had a lot of dark years where he wasn't, you know, he wasn't with Eminem anymore, and he was on his own. He was drinking a lot, like so. Oh, this was definitely post the, that. This book of Ryan. Right? It was that? it was book of Ryan time, oh, so yeah, it's all yeah, post yeah. that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Great album, by the way. Oh, fantastic album. Yeah. Fuck. There's some absolute crackers on there. Yeah. But no, yeah. yeah, it's um, yeah, and he's described it on all of those shows where, you, or pretty much, Book of Ryan is about those years. Really, is about the drinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I interviewed him on Death is Certain, so it was fucking early on, you know, like, yeah. um, yeah, and it was, but yeah, like I, oh, I don't know. I guess because I, I was such a fan, I was respectful with the question that I, you know, I was only written as they, they, it was written questions, but he replied back in audio, so they re, they read it out, which was really cool, but uh, oh. I'd love to get an interview from somewhere if there's, if there's service still exists somewhere, but I'm, I'm, I'm guessing it's all gone now, so Yeah, yeah, there's there's some uh, there's some interviews I would like back in that regard like, I, I know there's, there's a couple like the old uh, BRL freestyle days from like oh three oh four i've actually got most of those back by the way um oh, i can't i can't even remember who sent them to me guy from adelaide um he, he sent me a cd of all the old brl freestyles from like 20 something years ago so wow. I, I have most of those now there's the couple of sort of ones i remember that aren't there but you know for the most part got most of those back but yeah there's a couple of interviews as well like that i remember interviewing Delta in like 2013, 14. I just don't have a copy of that anymore. And I'm like, ah. <laughs> I'm, at, I'm at Delta and um, who's the big fellow with the shaved head from Terra Firma? Simplex? Uh, is is that, uh, or is that, uh, it's, well, you got Simplex and then uh, the big fellow with the bald head. Isn't that fat face? No, no, it was, uh, it was Simplex. Oh, Simplex. I I've never met Simplex. So I don't know. Yeah, how, if he's a big or small fella. Yeah, I, I, I just remember I was with, I was with some boys in the city, um, and we were all pretty fucking drunk, just walking around, and all of a sudden we just saw Delta and 
him walking down the down like uh the shark bar or something and yeah. I was like, hey, you're a firm represent and felt like it was so fucking random, but yeah, it was I think they were just here for a show or something in Sydney, mm. but yeah, years ago, yeah. yeah well, I've been, has Delta put out any music recently? No, not in the last like he put out he put out a single for um a Mark B memorial that was about three or four years ago now. And yeah, um, yeah no, and nothing since. He's doing a lot of sort of like shows and uh, he did the interview thing with The Lesson from Memory as well. That was maybe two or three years ago as well, uh, you know, sort of pre-pandemic or around about that time. And, yeah, since then, um, not much at all. Uh, oh, yeah, actually, he produced a record which he sent to me for the show, and then I forgot to play. I was just like, he, he sent it to me, he produced it for a US artist, and, um, and then I just, yeah, and I did literally forget to play it on the show, and then remembered like months later, I was like, ah. <laughs> yeah, well. Um, so it, it, you might just be producing, which is upsetting because I'm like, we could do another Delta album and no, that would hurt nobody. I think people would like it. Like we're starting to get some comebacks of people from that era. d Electrics put out a fantastic record this year. Joe and you released a record he recorded 10 years ago. So why not? Yeah, Let's I see, do I this see Delta. Joe, I see Joe all the time in Sydney. He's always around. Um, I bump into him a lot. Um yeah, Dielectrics is fucking dope. But Delta and, like, the first kind of – we discovered a lot of Aussie hip-hop, like, on the internet and stuff. I remember it was, like, Delta. I remember the first song I heard from the hoods was Full Tilt Boogie and my mind was just blown at yeah, how yeah. fucking good they were and how good the mixing and the production and just their rhyme. Like, it was just, like, a fucking straight out of the bat 10 out of 10. And I was like, holy fuck, like, what? Like, because I'd been recording with bands and shit – I was trying to break that in my head, like how they they must have went to a really good studio and they, you know, blah, blah, blah. but I just it just blew my mind how good it was. And um, like Mass MC in Sydney, the, the guys that we knew about was Mass MC, Hijack and Torture. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Deathwish Cast in Western Sydney were were the kind of icons, but they were broken up for so many years. Like the kind of OGs that I met in Blacktown when we grow up. Um, when we grew up, kind of put me on to them, but they were like, "Yeah, these guys were the guys when you were probably a little bit younger." And now, but they're broken up, and like, definitely does kilowatts, and you know, um, you know, unique Sirek, Graph, same dude, and blah blah. Um, and there was a guy. That one of my biggest influences was, was a guy called Twelve, and he was a rapper and a grapher from Blacktown. And then I met mm. him a couple of times, and um, but he got hit by a train and he died. And oh. Um, yeah, yeah. So like, um, but Mass MC was big, like Hijack and Torture, like, um, yeah. But the Adelaide stuff, like we used to hear, you know, obviously we had the Woods, Terra Firma, um, Delta, uh, Draft, like, yeah. But it was like, you know, and then we'd go to the there was the hip hop shop in um in Sydney, uh, Doctor Five Zoned, um, mm. next level. And yeah, I'd go, I just go there with my pay and just smash my pay. Um, just grabbing, I just go, all right, what's new? And I'd grab a bunch of CDs off him. I've got such a huge Aussie hip hop collection. I'd because I buy everyone's shit, right just, to, just to, yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's just, all Aussie hip hop releases behind that's me, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. I buy just 
just to support it and just to hear it and just to learn, you know, just to learn what people, like how to do it and what people were doing. And I think that was the only way you could learn is to study other people and go, oh, like, you know, what's this guy doing? What's that guy doing? Blah, blah, blah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Just, uh, that's, uh, it, it's, um, it's, it's wild to sort of think that this is all 20 something years ago now as well. And, uh, you know, much younger versions of yourself and myself <laughs> <laughs> skirting through, uh, you know, the, the scene at the time, uh, you know, the, uh, the old hat on the, uh, ozhiphop.com forums, the, uh, that place would get everybody cancelled now. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that was a war zone, that place. It's it just was. like, wow. The things you could get away with. Um, just, you know, cyberbullying, essentially. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was the, it was the original cyberbullying. I remember like, oh, bro, I used to like, I used, people used to tell me, get off, man. Don't stop writing back to these fucking people because like, because we like we grew up we grew up in a fucking harsh environment in Western Sydney and like you don't talk shit to people like you just don't do it you have respect you have respect for yeah your elders older people mm-hmm. on the scene you know like like when I see Deathwish cast at gigs and shit like like they're the gods to me you know what I mean like I know they paved the way for what I did you know like I don't like even if they made whack music which they don't they still make dope music to this day but just say they did hypothetically you would still you wouldn't do you wouldn't say shit you know like and you just had respect for anybody like um and the fact that everyone did make dope music and you got to like learn from it and see what could be done you know like so yeah like when i remember all of us like you know but i, I definitely was an idiot like i took the bait with that place and yeah. just kept posting posting and wasted a lot of my hours just fucking fighting with these anonymous fuckheads that mm. just see that I got agitated and you know like but I'm gonna I'm gonna say looking back um I learned two things from that was I started making music to try and appease them for a little bit which I learned was the wrong thing to do and then Mm. I started I learned not to waste time with people on the internet and but it did make me step up my game like I was like all right you know I remember I did my first EP I got signed to, to Warner Chapel for a publishing deal and um and they they wanted me to turn over an EP really quickly, and I just finished a band, and um, so I literally wrote a couple of new songs, but then I'm like lifted rhymes that were on the band stuff and put them on top of these songs as well, and just yep. to get it done at what at the pace they wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, and I put it out, and you know, like like it, a lot of a lot of people loved it, but a lot of people shitted on it, and I think like I needed to hear that though at the time. That was a mad thing of growth for me. Like I just was like, all right, cool, and. It was, it was actually Forte that said to me, like, because, I, you know, I talked Forte to, to freestyle and at the, up until that point was looking at him as, you know, like the guy I was teaching and it was kind of flipped at that point because I said to him, I go, bro, you know, what could I have done better? And he's like, you've got to start using multisyllables. And it blew my mind because I tried once or twice, you know, you know, to try to do it and do all that. And I, was, I could battle and stuff and always could freestyle and do punchlines. That was no problem, but... He was like, nah, man, you need, you really need to start putting like more um and Redback as well said it and um, you know, like you go, like, nah, you need to put more multis into your raps and you know, that's that's what'll level up from this point and blah blah blah. So yeah, like I think I think it was a it was a really war zone kind of place, but I feel like as well rappers these days don't get that 
that same thing. They get people shitting on them going, that's trash, man, blah, blah, blah. But also they don't they don't kind of hone their skills in that battleground way where you've got to take it on the chin. Mm. Like like you're not gonna you're not gonna see someone talk shit to you on the internet and then have you know, I mean some people do, but you can have a beef and fuck with them in real life. But like they, a lot of that feedback that was on there, you had to take it on the chin. You had to just take it and go, I've got two choices. I can like try to get better at this or I can give up, you know? And I think, like, I think it was a good thing. Like it was torture at the fucking time. But, you yeah. Know, I had many, many kind of like depressing moments where I'm like, oh fuck, you know, maybe I'm not that good or maybe I'm shit. And then I'd go and do gigs and good things would happen. And I'd be like, nah, nah, that's, these are just, this is just feedback. I've got to just use it to get better, you know? So, but yeah, like looking back, I'm grateful that I went through that because I feel like, I feel like now every time I, I do a verse or do a rap or do a show, like, especially now at this point in time, like, I feel like I, I put a bit more effort in and I hold myself accountable still, you know, I've got that in the back of my mind always. <laughs> the ghost, the ghost of AussieBot.com. It's <laughs> just haunting us forever. <laughs> Uh, you know what? There's, there's a, you know, there's a big part of his life. I, I deserved at least half of it, at least half of it. I'm like, no, no. There was just, you know, but that's the response, the response alone. I'm just like, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm with it. I'm like, I get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I earned some of it. Some, not all. Some. Uh, <laughs> But I'm still here, and uh, you know, guess who's uh, you know, winning awards and uh, you know, on fifty stations and blah blah blah. Yeah, you know? so if I reckon actually that place kind of forged me as well. It developed uh, developed a much thicker skin uh, than I would have. Absolutely, it it definitely it, it well, that's the thing. It definitely helped me with uh, living in a small country town when I did eventually go and do real radio. Um, because yeah, that Aussiebot.com ain't got shit on a country town. It just doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's got something to say, and yeah, everyone's in your business, and it's like, hey, um, yeah, yeah, but single mums. Yeah, single mums. Um, anyway, uh, moving on. Yep. This <laughs> Um, actually, just um, just quickly is one one thing I I should mention, like you know about that um old school Sydney scene is um it's something that I discovered way later, right? Um, it last sort of five years really is when I sort of the to delve into that beginning of the Sydney scene, um, like your early Death Wish catalog and those kind of things, and uh, on this playlist here, um. On on my ninety show, I realized that the other day, as no point reading the screen there. Um as the last thing I, I forgot I did, it was like I played a sound unlimited posse song on a show about the nineteen nineties that goes out to like a seventy something stations out there. It's like, oh wow, it's BRL for life. I even mentioned the show, of course, but it's just like this this nineties show, which is completely different, super broad show, but it's like Sound Unlimited Posse and um, uh, other acts of getting the name of right now, uh, Renegade Funk Train, etc. They had chart yeah, hits. That for a while, Renegade Funk Train. Fuck it yeah. up. <laughs> that, that kind of stuff. I mean, they had chart hits. 
Dan Alimita Posse was a top 20 um, you know, oh, unit. Man. It was a top 20 hit. I remember. It, it, a, I remember. it, it charted. Yeah. <laughs> this was 10 years before the hood. Like, f- nearly 15 years before the hoods really cracked anything. I, I remember telling, yeah, I remember like, because I DJed, the first ever gig I got was at Blacktown Ice Rink. I was DJing and emceeing there, like hosting it when I was in year nine or ten at mm. school. That's like 96 or something, right? Yeah. And um, I used to play the Sound Unlimited Posse there. We didn't even realize I was from Australia at first, you know, like, mm. um, but I remember even the Hoods, like, the Hoods, this is another fucking exclusive. So the dude that used to, to book the big day out, uh, Boiler Room and the Hot House. Mm. I remember telling him, "Hey man, the Hoods have just put out the calling. You got to, you got to, man, you got to hear this album. It's so fucking good." I still remember saying that to him, and like, you know, they'll never know. Like, they'll never know. So listen to this, and I, but yeah. I was there bat for him, going, you know, going into bat for them. Like, wasn't batting for him, but, <laughs> but, <laughs> whoa, does it sound like? Um, no, I was going at the bat for you know, uh, trying to put in the good word, but um, like I felt like everything just fucking shifted after that record, you know, like it, it changed everything. Yeah, a hundred percent. Like there's, there's 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 definitely those pivotal artists and those pivotal moments. Like with with Deathwish cast, like AUST was. Like we we where that was shot is a place called Street Level in Blacktown, and um, mm. like it was an art gallery that got abandoned, and then it just the graphics just kept graphing on it. So mm. like they and it was like legal but not illegal kind of thing to, and we all like that's where I learned to graph was there on that wall. But we we went there because that's where the AOST fucking video was shot, you know. So them doing that video was mm. so pivotal to the whole graph scene in Western Sydney because. And graph writers would travel from all over Sydney to come to this one spot in Blacktown mm-hmm. to paint, and that's what made that's what put it on the map, though. You know, like I wouldn't my have known about high, it. My old high school um, had something very similar. Yeah, wow. Well. Uh, yeah, um, there's a there's a book behind me on the, the shelf here beside the Bible. It was like nearly seventy bucks because it was full picture and three hundred pages were the pictures. But um yeah, there's a there was um a, a wall in uh, Craigie, which was my old high school. And um yeah, that was yeah, very similar. Um it didn't have a, a, a old time famous classic Australian hip hop video shot at it. Maybe downside should have shot a video there because um they're from my area as well, like Opt and uh Dynamics they're oh, former Craigie guys. Downside as well, yeah, hundred percent. Like that, that would have been one of the ones. Sorry to interrupt you. That yeah. would have been one of the. That was one of the first ones we heard as well. Yeah. Sorry, go continue. No, no, yeah, but you, I'm just thinking. That just that was a complete side thought. Is like, how did they not shoot a video there? That's wild. I should um, I should bundle. Dead those walls aren't there anymore. It's all housing now because it was nothing for ten years. But, um, yeah. Oh wow. I should bail Videos him up and ask like, that question. Hey, Ob, how come you never shot at Craigie's walls? <laughs> Uh, the videos are so expensive back then, though. Like, I remember, like, we didn't even think of doing a music video. Like, I remember I got one quote when I was in a band called The Have Nots, and we did, you know, we did loads of great supports. We supported everybody, you know, t- t- um, doing this, like, you know, rock rap, rock, rock rap thing. And um, we got a quote for a video once, and it was, like, 10 grand, and this was nearly 10 years ago. And 10 yeah. grand 10 years ago, it was a fucking lot of money. I'm like... You know, and for something that might get played on Rage, not will get played, like might get played, might. And then there was not really, YouTube wasn't 
you know, like it is now. Like, yeah. I mean, you know, and so, yeah, like, you know, you only did, you only, only people really doing videos with someone that was kind of assured that it was going to be a good um, investment for them to, to use as a platform for something to do. You know, videos now, you can watch a video on your phone and wherever you want. But back then, you know, I remember the days of waiting for the video hits or rage countdowns. Yeah. Like, I used to watch rage. I stopped on a Saturday, Friday night religiously to catch a new video like of rage like like house of pain is one of my favorite groups and um i remember the night on point dropped from the second album yeah. same as it ever was and like i was like two or three in the morning and i fucking just i could tell by the way it was filmed i was like holy fuck no this is hip-hop like yeah you could just tell the grain of the video and everything and you know they were there in a boxing ring it was the first thing they'd done for the new album and i jumped up and i was like holy fuck and heard it for the first time and yeah, I, I discovered loads of music, uh, especially American stuff, um, off Rage as well. You know, Rage was mm. a big thing, but yeah, for videos for us wasn't even an option until you know last last few years, really. Absolutely. Now, um, we got like two minutes left of the recording. Yeah, I saw, uh, yeah. so um, yeah, <laughs> we'll talk about the record quickly. Um, the uh, everything is everything it is uh, available right now so uh, everything, everything is energy everything is uh, energy. every uh, you know why i just Sorry, every every podcast i've done they've all said it either backwards or different so yeah. it's lauren hill stuck in my mind right. yeah. it's lauren hill i'm sorry uh sorry to everyone oh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry lusty lauren hill just been on my head for 20 years <laughs> <laughs> everything is energy there you go folks uh so uh, happy to have it out in the world um you got the you know, the, the hard copies there uh people will be able to get it in stores now and uh streaming uh, the only place you get a hard copy is on my big cartel so mm -hmm. just i get them all signed hard copies like i'm honestly blown away by how many fucking people buy cds still it's um, i'm one of those <laughs> yeah man oh i played it in my car because i've still got a cd player in my ute and i was like it just sounds amazing. Like, I was like, fuck, I wish people still bought CDs because mm. the internet just squashes the music and doesn't make it sound good. But yeah, look, it's out. It's it. You can buy a signed copy off my big cartel slash Losty or just stream it on any of the streaming services. Um, my YouTube's Losty MC. I'm using it again regularly for the first time in like six years. So mm -hmm. yeah, just, just pumping out video. I'll be doing lots more videos for this one. And um, yeah, man, I'm, I've done a bunch. I've just done a bunch of shows for it. Uh, with um, Forte, Husky, and Kirby. So, but yeah, I'll probably I don't know if I'll be any more live shows for the year. Probably next year now. And then, um, mm -hmm. but yeah, man, it's it's out. I'm very proud of it. It features. I'll tell you the features real quick. Features Goose, who produced most of the album as well, and sings on it. Ilsense eighty six pr produced a bunch of stuff. Emily Blake's all over it. Uh, she's one of my favorite singers from Sydney. Forte, F Fady Dante's on there. Deceivers on there. Uh, Soul Option. Um, who else is on here? Bo uh, Mantra produced a song called uh, Lighthouse. Um, Big Red Caps on there. Two Locos on there. Red Back and Defiance on there. Uh, and Davey B, the guy that I've been making music with on and off since I was in. And that's where Zoom cut us off. Uh, thanks to Losty for joining us on the program. Uh, we had a chat afterwards and I apologise for the technology, but I also found out that he sees the countdown clock as well. So, uh, 
he knew that time was precious at the back end. Uh, either way, uh, thanks for listening to the podcast in uh, 2023. Uh, this is the last actual podcast episode for the year. We're done for the year. It's uh, been a pain in the ass for 2023. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm pulling up stumps. So I've got some other adult duties to handle in the next couple of months and uh, life events to get through. And uh, we'll see you on the other side of those. Uh, you know, some good, some bad. We'll let you know. Either way, uh, this will be the last uh, guest full podcast until uh, early 2024. So uh, thanks for listening for the podcast. And uh, by the way, folks, um, enjoy the uh, alphabet shows because that's what you're getting for the uh, summer on the uh, BRL radio replay. So there'll be a podcast and a show every week. Just uh, no full podcast like this for um, about three months or so. So anyway, have a good one, folks. Thanks to Losty for joining us on this podcast. Uh, but until next time, we'll see you next time. Diggy Dunn, son. See you later. Goodbye. Dropping EDM, hip-hop, and a bunch of best beats programs around. If you want bangers, you'll be in the right place with Tune One. TuneOne.com.au. That's Tune, the number one, .com.au. Tune One, proud show sponsor.